Yo, it is time. It's in off the bench, episode 11. I am Daniel Baum, joined by Jim Cross and Randy Jowers, as always. And tonight, gentlemen, our episode title is The Inside Pitch. Um, it's titled that because we're going to get some real close, a real close look and some in-depth uh, insight into the life of a pro baseball player in this time. Uh, the coronavirus has really thrown a monkey wrench into everything that we're doing, and we're, we want to hear about it. We want to know the emotional side. We want to get a story from, you know, a prolific athlete. And to be honest, guys, this is a special episode because this is our first big-time guest, uh, hopefully one of many. So before we get started, I want to check in with my boys and see how they're doing. Jim, how was the baseball game tonight? I know your son just now getting into the baseball scene. How did it go tonight? Uh, went very well. We came out on top 13 to 7. I think our guests will like our uniforms. We wear that blue and gray. We are the Tigers. We look just like his alma mater. And so we won 13-7. My son went three for three with three RBIs, which is great coming off a of 0 for three game in which he didn't do very well. So pretty stoked about how that all went down. Randy, what about you? How was the weekend, brother? It was all good, man. We didn't go anywhere. We just chillaxed, man. Me and the family had some pool time and just some togetherness. We just all hung out and, you know, enjoyed independence, my friends. Yeah. Happy fourth, guys. Um, Big weekend, same here, just kind of was very low-key, uh, but did hop in the pool a bit. You know, the weather here in Tampa's been hot, but it's it, it's nice to be outside and, and to, to get a breath of fresh air. So, Man, super hard on a fat guy. I might, I might be the only one here that can attest to that, but, man, I had to get in the pool to cool down, bro. Hey, got to get them pores cool, brother. Yeah, I see. Our guests don't know nothing about that either, but without further ado, my man – Appreciate you joining us, Mr. John Bolin, part of the Kansas City Royals organization, former University of Memphis standout, also uh, played at Arlington High and Bartlett High, was a part of some special times there. John, John, welcome to the show, my man. Hey, thank y'all for having me. Thank you. Glad Absolutely. to be here. Absolutely, man. We appreciate it. So we're just going to jump right in, man, and kind of talk about it. Obviously, before, you know, we know each other through some real close friends of ours and, uh, you know, I knew you of you before then, just kind of following you in the high school realm and, you know, just kind of talk about, like, what was it like to be that three-star athlete, you know, and, you know, you had the basketball, football, baseball, obviously it's kind of what you stuck with, but let's talk about what that was like to be that three-star and when you knew you had to have something special and when you knew you had to focus on baseball in particular. Uh, it was good. I mean, it was a good time. It was always fun just to get out there with all – all the different guys and all the different brotherhoods you build. And it was just fun. Whichever season it was, that's the time. I, it was go time during that season. And I just – I couldn't wait for the next one to come up. And it, they'd run into each other too. But it was all worth it and it was all fun. So Absolutely. So, without – I don't know if you can even tell us if it's not baseball, but what was your favorite one to play? Oh, gosh. Uh, I like playing basketball. I like playing a little pickup basketball every now and then. And then football, you know, I just – I could throw the ball and I could run, but I couldn't read a defense. So, you know, I just was trying to do what I could do. Hey, hey, absolutely, man. So you obviously were – you got some accolades over the time. as even a best of the preps, right? Yeah, that's right. 2015. 2015. 
Yeah. Best of 2015, man. I think we were all like married, had lots of babies, and here you are winning best of the preps, man. Congrats on that. Does he know he finds himself in a category with Danny Ainge? Danny Ainge. See, look at there. That's crazy. So what was your favorite accolade award? Maybe it's best of the preps. Maybe it's maybe it's a little league trophy you won when you were six years old. Shoot, I mean, 2012, I won a state championship in baseball, so that was pretty cool. But then uh, the 2015 Male Athlete of the Year, best of preps, was probably on up there. And then this past season, I got two rings, got two championships, so that was nice too. So I don't know. I enjoyed them all. Absolutely. Hopefully it's those are the first two of many, right? Exactly, exactly. Got to keep it rolling. Yeah, man, it's it's crazy. You don't see a lot of three sport athletes, John. I'm I'm living in Tampa and in Florida. A, a lot of guys here are single sport specific guys. They just focus on one one sport and that's it. And, and maybe it's because they can play the sports year round here. I don't know, but um, when I was growing up in, in Memphis, it was all about playing multiple sports. So what was it about playing multiple sports that made you realize, like, you had something special? Was there a particular sport you were playing, or was it just a sport where you were like, man, I have some tools, like, I see something special? I just – it just – whatever season it was, I always wanted to be a part of that team and a part of that competition where I could just push myself to these limits and try and play to the best of my ability and stay in shape and – everything else like that and then also build relationships that last a lifetime so I don't know I just ever since I was little I always played all three and my dad probably helped me with that one since he was a three-sport athlete too in high school and then my mom on top of that was also she played she was cheerleader basketball and softball so I mean it kind of just ran in the fam and we just I just continued to push myself to these limits to where I could be the best that I could be in that sport at that time and at that moment. So let's let's be specific with baseball here. Were you a little leaguer? Were you in high school? Was it college or was it the moment like you got drafted? When was it that you realized like you had something special that you could you could make this a career? Um I would say it was probably freshman year of high school because I was caught up to varsity and I just I took basketball off that year just because I needed to focus or I wanted to focus on varsity baseball as a freshman and starting in that lineup. So I think from there, that's when I really realized that I actually had a chance to play baseball at the next level. So the other sports kind of just came with it and kept me in shape and I just I loved I love to compete. So absolutely. Was there any regrets to not playing basketball? Uh I mean, yeah, of course. Just the missing the competition, just to see how far you could have gone with that team that year. And you're going through school and you're like and you're watching these teams, you're watching your high school team play on the court and you're like, I can compete with these guys. Like, why why am I not out there? Like um, so, I mean, there were mental challenges, I guess you would say. Um, and it just sophomore year I needed, and I wanted to play, uh, the basketball and, um, I wish I could go back and, uh, probably play basketball as a freshman. But then again, 
it also ended up being all right because we ended up winning a state championship that year that I started on varsity. So, uh, so let, let me ask you this now before we get into the whole genetics part. Do you think you could have made the squad in basketball at the University of Memphis? No, I've thought about that. I've thought about that a little bit. I think I could compete, but I don't know. Those guys are really talented, and they're coming from all over. They play year-round basketball where I played year-round baseball. So, I don't know. It definitely would have been a challenge, and it would have been nice to try it out, but it just ran into baseball, so I didn't really have that chance. Yeah, John, John, I think you could have made it, man. Yeah, if you didn't know Penny listens to our show, he might be calling you after this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was definitely fun watching those guys play though and just being watching those guys in the stadium setting and just thinking that maybe I could have done that. But then again it all it all ended up being all right and just going from there. So So John John, you mentioned you mentioned your dad and your and your mom and, and you know, everybody and, and they were three star athletes and how gifted they were. So did you ever feel, you know, pressure to live up to not only your dad, but also your mom and in your household of like, man, I got a lot to live up to here? Um, yeah, I had a lot to live up to, but I didn't really think of it as that. I kind of just wanted to go out and perform and be the best version of myself. Um, I just wanted to push myself, like I said, to those limits to where I can compete at the highest level and against the best competition. Um, of course, that was always in the back of my mind. And they always pushed me to be the best that I could be in every sport coming from both sides, your mom and your dad. So it was no, absolutely, it was definitely fun and a good time just to experience all that and have all that support throughout the years. Yeah. And you and big Mark, y'all share a special bond together, not only father and son, but also uh, same alma mater. Your dad was the, what the only perfect game in Memphis history to this day. And then you got a strikeout record. So tell me what that was like sharing that moment with your dad. No, that was, that was very special. Uh, yeah, I, I guess you could say the perfect game's a little bit more uh, impressive than the 18 strikeouts, but um, it was it's definitely a, a blessing um, just to be able to be a part of that record book with him and everything else like that. And just when that happened, it's just so special. And we still have the ball almost to the, we have the ball to this day. And Memphis has asked for it, and I think we might have given it to him a little bit, but it's definitely. Mm-hmm been a special time and it was definitely a special moment once that happened and it's funny because at the moment I didn't even realize that I did it so and what's crazy is that it was actually in Tampa so oh man USF (laughs) shout out to Tampa so you talked about your mom and your dad and yourself but I got a question for you John John I know you got some other special athletes in your family uh your sister Emily she's also an athlete as well in the Special Olympics tell us about that yes she is a very very athletic. She's probably the most athletic in the family, to be honest. Uh, she's yes. out there. She's out there playing bowling, basketball, and everything else like that. It's every week whenever it's in season, and it's just seeing the smile on her face and how much she enjoys it. And it's just every day you wake up and she's smiling big as anything, wanting to hug you. So, and she's been a huge support. She's been a huge support in my athleticism and also in my in my game all throughout my life and she's going to continue to be that so she's definitely pushed me and she's definitely my motivation to reach the highest level so no absolutely man she said y'all can keep your little three sports i'm gonna get them all exactly that's (laughs) for sure exactly everything you could think of she was she was doing 
Does she does she talk trash, Kay? Hey, she she uh whenever she performs well, she's right there beside me telling me to look, watch, and I'm watching and learning. She's wanting me to take the notes, so <laughs> that's it. All right, so Jonathan, kind of shifting gears from the family to uh talking about college. How did you end up uh, at U of M, brother? Um, well, uh coming out of high school, I really didn't have many uh offers. Um I mean, I had Memphis, Ole Miss, and Mississippi State, and then Missouri a little bit, but I've always hey, been let's fan. let's not let's not be humble, man. Like those are big time. That's, that's big time. <laughs> yeah, but it wasn't really anything crazy. But I've always been a Memphis fan growing up, and it's always been my dream to just be a part of the U of M some way somehow. And it's just so happened that opportunity was able to come up, and I was able to get an education on top of that. So. It kind of all just fell fell in line and led me to be able to live that dream that I've always thought of. So that's what's up. Well, we all three root for Memphis, even from Mississippi and Florida. So uh, we are happy with your choice. So how would you say you feel about your career, you personally? How do you feel your career went in Memphis? Um, I, there were a lot of ups and downs. Um, first couple of years were tough, and then. Junior year came around, I got more experience, and I got stronger. And I kind of just developed into the pitcher that I wanted to be, the starting pitcher that I wanted to be. Um, I wouldn't say my college career was anything outstanding or anything like that. I kind of was towards the bottom, and I had to work my way up throughout the season to earn that starting position on the weekends. Um, because you start out midweek starter, and then I had to perform and produce so that I could be that weekend starter and help uh, help my team to win games. Um, but I felt like I grew a lot as a player, and I also grew a lot as a person. And it's definitely been a huge part of where I am today. And thank you to Coach Rock and Coach Mack and Coach Green and all the coaches out there for giving me the opportunity to perform and produce for the team so it's been it's been a blessing for sure man i love that a humble cat and a team player and then we love shout outs on this show so shout it. out miss knight yeah <laughs> gotta shout out miss knight all the way back to kindergarten so 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 moving on so uh how hard is it how hard is it to win in college especially you know we see like the college world series on tv and whatnot how hard is it to, to get to something like that oh it's it's very difficult um, it all just comes together as a team and your team has to, everybody has to do their job. Um, everybody has to take responsibility for what their game is and they have to be on top of that to where they can, of course, help the team to get to a victory. Um, and there's always going to be ups and downs. There's always going to be challenges. And that's, that's the best thing about baseball and about the game. So it's, it's not easy. That's for sure. But all you can do is continue to work your tail off and become the best version of yourself and and do everything you can in your power and everything and control everything that you can control. I got you. All right, well, I'll close the college questions with this. What was your favorite moment? I know I'm putting you on the spot, but just the ultimate favorite moment of playing for the University of Memphis. Oh, goodness. Um, there are many, many uh, – great moments, um, especially with my teammates. And then on top of that, but I'd have to say the best moment for me was 
when I got the 18 strikeouts. And then after that, when our team made it to the tournament my sophomore year in Clearwater, that was also an awesome opportunity. So, I mean, there was just so many different highlights to where I couldn't just name one specific. But You love playing in Florida, huh? Yes, yeah, that's for sure. Hey, that weather's I mean, nice down there. I can only imagine the adrenaline rush of throwing 18 Ks. That is insane. But, uh, you know, I'm glad you mentioned that moment because Randy has hyped that up, and I'm glad you went that route because um, that's definitely worthy of uh, being the big time as far as your career. So shifting to draft night, I actually just had the opportunity to talk with Blaze Jordan and Kate Smith from around here at DeSoto Central because I live in North Mississippi. And I kind of got a little broad view. I didn't get more of an in-depth about what it was like on draft night. So tell me what it was like. What was it like uh, getting the phone calls from teams? Oh, goodness. Um, it all started your the junior year of fall. You're having these meetings with all these different teams that are coming in and that are interested in you. Um, it all starts there. And then, therefore, you you have an advisor to help you through this time because you've never been through it as a player and you don't know what to expect. Um, and so then working the way up all the way through the season and then all the way to draft night, it was just like, I knew I was going to go, but I didn't know exactly when they gave me a, around like around, I was either going to go from three to five, I think is what it was. And so we weren't really expecting to go on day one. Um, but we were definitely watching. Yeah, we were definitely watching it. So, were you nervous or excited? Oh, I was. I was super excited. I would say. I would say I was a lot more excited than I was nervous at the time. That's a good thing. All right. So, uh, you know, for those uh, who haven't researched you like like we did, or as Randy knew because he he knew you personally, uh, give us the the pick, the round, the team that you went to. Yeah, I was. 2018 draft. I was the 58th overall pick then the second round to the Kansas City Royals and uh I mean you know you talked about talking with teams prior to did you have a good idea that that was going to be your landing spot I had no clue uh I mean <laughs> I, I had an idea but then there was also other teams that were very interested um so it was a lot of phone calls and a lot of situations like that and like I said on draft night we were not expecting that at all so hey john john real quick so i know your dad was drafted by the cardinals did they show interest because that's my favorite team i want to think they did um they showed a little bit i wouldn't say oh, they now i'm a royals fan damn the there, damn we, go. <laughs> there uh, we go they're just down the way they're just down the highway yeah it's like a rivalry john out, all right. of, all the, out of all the teams how many would you say were were teams that were were interested in you at the very beginning uh, I talked to just about every team. Um, I, I, I talked to them, but then it really got serious between the Kansas City Royals, the Rangers, the Pirates, and the Braves. And then I also went to workouts in in Texas and California and all these other places. So. Yeah, and that's what was unique about this year. Like I said, I talked to those boys this year, and they didn't have the opportunity to do that. So you talk about not really knowing what you're going into. You at least had some sense with these workouts and talking to these teams. And, 
So, you know, they had a they had an odd year. So I'm glad you were able to be able to prepare more for what was coming at you. So I'll ask you this. You know, they kind of hit on it a little bit. But um, it's hard because I don't want you to say anything. You're a, you're a royal now. But it, is there – don't even say the team. Was there a team that you were maybe hoping you would land at that wasn't the Royals? Um, honestly, I just wanted to play ball somewhere, somehow, sometime soon, you know. Um, whichever team I was to go to, I was going to be 100% in for. And, I mean, I was a Cardinals fan growing up just because, Dad, we've always been a Cardinals fan. And then, of course, we've gone to quite a few Braves games, so that would have been pretty cool. I also was able to go to a Rangers game. So, I mean, it was kind of everywhere, bouncing around. But I wouldn't say there was one specific team that I wanted to go to, like, really bad. I kind of just wanted to play ball at the next level and just compete and work my way to the highest level. So so what's changed for you now that you're a, a professional athlete? What's, what's different now? I wouldn't say – I mean, I'm getting paid to play ball. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's a grind uh, no matter what. Um, it's a year-round job you have to stay in shape even in the off season and I mean not really much has changed other than people knowing your name in a way um I just continue to just keep working hard and trying to produce and get stronger and be in the best shape to where I can reach my highest goal yeah I can I can appreciate hard work and grind um you know what would you say has been the most difficult part of now transitioning from college to a professional? Um, actually, um, whenever I got drafted, I went to Idaho Falls for a short season in rookie ball. And going from college ball to rookie ball, like you play a full college season and then you go into rookie ball season. And so as soon as you get in rookie ball, you're, you're all amped up and you're excited and ready to go. But then – with the season in college having already been already been played, it kind of takes a toll on you in that short season because you play a full college season and then you play half of a full season. And it's just – I would say that was the hardest transition for me um, just because I didn't take care of my body as well as I should have when it comes to diet, working out, and everything else like that. Um, and I definitely learned that. Um, over that time and then once I got through that the next this last full season it was it was a easy jump I would say but the hardest part was definitely transferring from college into professional baseball in the same year even after taking a couple weeks off yeah I mean it what I don't think people understand, like when you go to a rookie se rookie ball season or like a low A or like you're in these middle of nowhere towns and it's not like you're living this luxurious lifestyle, even though you were drafted on the first day, like it's still like you have to go out, you have to lace up those cleats. You gotta, you gotta put, you know, do your job. Um, so tell me about, you know, how how is the pressure from knowing like you're a first night draft guy and you're expected almost to work your way up through the system and, and, and be 
well, legitimately a top 10 prospect in, in the organization? Um, it just comes down, I mean, to the, to the grind. I mean, with minor league ball, you're going on eight-hour bus trips and throughout the night. Um, you'll play a full series somewhere, and then you have to hop on the bus after that game and then travel to a different city or back home. Um, and that's what I feel like some people don't realize just because they don't know the full detail of, like, the grind of staying in hotels, taking bus eight-hour eight hour plus bus trips um, throughout the night. Um, it's just – it all just comes down to – dieting and just getting your rest you're sleeping on the bus you're doing all these things to help your body and probably some of the most uncomfortable like uh situations um uh, we're not staying at five-star hotels or anything like that we're staying at like the comfort inn and things along those lines um and it just comes down to the birmingham barons with michael jordan he was just about to say does yep. he even remember? Does he? Do you, did you watch the Last Dance and see the one that Michael Jordan bought those boys? Uh, I watched it a little bit, but I don't think I've seen that episode yet. Oh man, they were riding so the, in style back then. Yeah, three hundred fifty thousand dollars team bus he bought them. They they were yeah. riding around like rock stars, but he had MJ money. You mean to tell me y'all yeah. don't have a personal chef on your bus? <laughs> Heck no. To <laughs> what? What's the worst place you've been to? What's oh, a place geez. where you like go, God, I just don't want to go back there. Um, I would say it was probably in Hagerstown. I'm trying to think of the state. I can't think of the state. I kind of just pushed that to the back of my mind. Lost it, it out. Wasn't, it wasn't the best, but it was the Nationals minor league. Um, and then also we went to Ogden. Ogden, uh, I can't think of where that is. And then we stayed in a haunted hotel in Ogden, so that was – that's the Dodgers minor league affiliate. So I don't know. There's been some, some there's been so some sketchy situations. So that's how you know it's bad when you don't even want to know or remember the name of the state. <laughs> and yeah. I had to I mean, look it up. The Hagerstown Suns in Maryland. That's yep. I mean, that's that's a testament to just the grind itself, being able to like run off city from city and still be on your game, man. That that's hey, my hat is off to you, brother. Like that's yeah. that's hard to do. That's for sure. And then that also comes with building the relationship with your teammates and building that brotherhood to where you're gonna be with each other all throughout the system. So and that's also the beauty about baseball and it's it's making that grind more enjoyable when you build those relationships with guys you're gonna remember forever. So yeah, so you talked about the grind and you know you're missing your teammates and everything. So obviously, with minor league ball uh, being canceled, what are you what are you doing with your time now? Um, right now, I'm just working out and throwing anywhere I can. Um, to be honest, uh, just trying to stay in shape and be ready for that phone call whenever it comes. Just to go out and produce and help my team in any way to get that victory. So, so listen, John, John, I done made up a scenario in my head. Okay, right? They got a sixty game season. Right. right, and they're gonna they're gonna expand the rosters, and you're gonna be pitching in the major leagues this year. What do you think? That would be awesome. That hey, would man. be a dream come true. But we bet will this, see. man. <laughs> Me and Ray Raheem, we're all coming. If that happens, we're 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 gonna be in Kaufman, man. We're there. All right. Say no more. I got the tickets for you. Yeah, yeah we're there, brother. <laughs> I promise that. 
Sweet. Uh, so, so you mean to tell, so you're, you're working out, you mentioned earlier, it was a, you know, a year round grind now. So you guys, when the minor league cancel, uh, minor league season was canceled, you didn't get to just treat it like an extended off season. You got to be ready, right? Oh yeah. You always got to be ready for that phone call because all throughout, ever since we came home from spring training, it's been day to day updates. So you have oh, always, wanna... you always had to be ready to go no matter what. Now, listen, listen, Josh, I know you're throwing, man, but while you're out there, I want you to set some boards up 27 feet apart, all right? Okay. And I want you to get some cornhole bags. I want you to toss them, right? Uh-huh. So, yeah, no, I need, to, I need to practice a little bit, huh? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get you again eventually. No, 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 no doubt. I was telling these guys, it's not often in your life that you can say that you beat a pro athlete at anything. So, obviously, look, as trivial as it may be, I got to hang on to my wins, John John. You're, hey, look, you're exactly. a professional baseball player. I'm just a, I'm a dad of four, bro. I got to get, I got to have something. There you go. Oh, talk, talk to me about that, the training regimen. Like, I'm a big fitness guy, and I'm just curious, what is a, what does a typical day look like? Um, is it a lift day or condition day? let's do both give me a lift day and then give me a conditioning day all right a lift day is i mean it depends on if you're doing squats or single leg stuff but they send out workouts and then say it's monday i work out monday wednesday friday and then i condition on tuesday thursday saturday so i um so i go up to the gym i warm up i do let's see I do squats, I do shoulder press, uh, shoulder push press. And we do like, like today it was three sets of five at decently heavy weight. All our stuff's color coded. So Bro, DB is, he's cheesing at this. He's loving it all. Yeah. These, yeah. these guys don't know what you're talking about, but I, I, <laughs> I'm following you. I'm following you. John, yeah. John, who are you working out with, man? Other pro athletes, other, other guys you used to work out with? Oh, uh, yeah, some guys that I played with at, at Memphis and then also other pro guys that live around the area. Right. Um, and then sometimes when they can't make it, it's just me and my headphones, and I get after it. So you got, I picture you, like, running the bleachers at Arlington High School, man, up and down. Oh, yeah, I've done no. that quite a few times now this offseason. Right on. Yep. So last question before we get into something fun. Um, All right. You know, baseball, as much as it is physical, it's also like a, a psychological and emotional game. Um, and you're not playing the game right now, but I'm sure there's a level of emotion that goes into, are we starting? Are we not starting? I'm ready. Do, am I ready? Like, like, talk to me about the emotional side of the past three months in preparation for what you thought was going to be a season and now there's no season, but you could still be called up to play. Um, I mean, it's definitely, it's been tough just cause you want to get out there and you want to compete and you want to work your way up to the highest level. And you feel like you're losing a year basically without not playing this year. Um, but mentally I just stay strong in my faith and I just continue to, take it one day at a time and one breath at a time really and just keep taking it a day at a time and get what I need to get done that day and just keep taking it one like I said one day at a time and just stay motivated stay positive and just create that energy and that competitive nature with yourself kind of when the weight room or when you're throwing and 
everything else like that. But it just comes down to slowing everything down and not letting everything get so caught up in your head. Yeah, I mean, at 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 the end of the day, it's it's a game. You're getting paid to play a game. Yes, you got to be motivated and self uh, within yourself to go out and work hard and push hard and grind. But I mean, like, do you ever sit back and go, "Holy shit, man! Like, I am getting paid to play baseball." Yeah, um, there's definitely been times that I've sat there and done that, but I try and stay busy as much as I can, whether it's playing golf or anything like that along those lines. Um, and so it's definitely challenging, but it's good. It's all the hard work you put in now is going to be worth it and it's going to shape you into who you become. So that's what I just keep telling myself every day. And, and even when I'm feeling down or motivated, I just have to continue to keep pushing. Absolutely, man. Well, I know that I speak for the rest of us, man. We're rooting for you and we wish you the best of luck. Um, before we get off of here and we, we want to play a little game with you, it's called this or that it's going to be rapid fire. I'm going to give you two uh -oh. things and you just, you have to pick one as quickly as possible. No thought, just whatever comes to your mind first. So I'll take it slow at first right. and then we'll, we'll speed through it. So weights or cardio weights, offense or defense, offense. Video games or books? Ooh, video games, probably. Coffee or water? Oh, coffee. Basketball or football? Basketball. Soccer or hockey? Soccer. Soccer or basketball? Basketball. <laughs> basketball or baseball? Ooh, baseball. Dogs or cats? Dogs, for sure. Cakes or cookies? Cookies. Boxing or UFC? UFC. Would you rather explore space or the sea? Oh, uh, space. Would you rather be a great cook or have an amazing cook? Be a great cook. Would you rather eat bull testicles or a cow eye? cow eye for sure online dating or blind dating oh shoot i got my girl but ah. if I, had to choose one, <laughs> I guess it'd be blind date kobe or jordan 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 or lebron jordan good answer would you <laughs> rather would you rather pause life now or fast forward through the future Paul's life now. All right, man. That's that's it. You're off the hot seat. Sweet. So we're gonna hit it around the around the horn and talk some headlines real quick. But before we do that, is there anything you want to plug or promote? No. No. Just when going through these hard times, thank you, thank you to all the essential workers, and thank you for keeping us all safe through everything. And let's just continue to stay positive and keep pushing in the right direction absolutely man all right so switching gears around the horn a little bit since you are our guest john john what anything you want to talk about in politics and life and sports any headlines maybe what's what's uh trending on twitter what do you got for us 
Uh, I don't really got much. Okay. okay. I'll bring up. I'll bring up when I, on draft night. Fun fact: on draft night, I actually was about to go home that night because it was like ten o'clock, ten fifteen, and I, me, and my girlfriend, we were about to go home, and then when the phone started ringing a little bit more, so therefore I hung around, and it just so happened that. Me, my girlfriend, my sisters, my mom and my dad, we were all there sitting in the living room and we heard Bo Jackson say my name and be able to be a part of the Royals organization. Man, so, what is yeah, that like for Bo Jackson to say your name? Yeah, it's wow. it was definitely crazy, that's for sure. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Randy, what you got? So my around the horn was gonna be on Patty Mahomes, right, and signing the huge deal. That's crazy, man. Four hundred and fifty million, John. John, well, your signing bonus was about that, wasn't it? Yeah, hey, no, <laughs> hey, I wish. <laughs> hey, but no. On real talk, uh, my around the horn. Just shout out to John John Bolin. I appreciate it, man. I've been around this kid for a long time. Fun fact about John John, um, he probably doesn't want me to tell the story, but years ago. Uh, we were we were shooting off a lot of fireworks, man. And John John, uh, he had some sweet tea or something to drink. I don't know what it was, but he lit a mortar and it fell over and it like blew up all in my face, man. I used to be real pretty before he did it to me, man. He did all this to me. Hey, I don't know about all that. Maybe it was you. Maybe you didn't see that it was lit, you know? Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but no, but yeah. The shout out to John John being our first guest. I really appreciate it, man. I've been raving to these guys about you for you know, a couple of weeks, a couple of days, especially real heavy and just everything you're about from your faith to your family, you come from, you know, salt of the earth people. I love your sister to death, Emily. She's always on Facebook, just being as positive as can be. It always brightens my day, just like I know she does to you, man. So I appreciate you, brother. Hey, no problem. Thank y'all very much for having me. This was fun. All right, Jim, what you got for us? All right. So before I do mine, since Randy's stepped away from the uh, football contract. I would like to uh, bring up, because I'd be remiss if I didn't. So Patrick Mahomes' contract is worth $503 million. The second highest of that is Matt Ryan at 150. So Shout out, Matty Ice. The point, Ice. The, the point isn't about Matt Ryan. It's about <laughs> the disparity between one and two. And, hey, just to throw it out there, Randy, because I'm looking at your boy Andrew Luck, who walked away from football, has got the fifth highest at 139. So. And he walked away from it. That's how much it meant to him. That's crazy. Well, aren't they pay aren't they paying him anyway? No, no. He walked away from a ton of money. <laughs> All right, so no, but here's mine. Uh, you know, I always try to do something just crazy. I did exactly what Daniel was talking about. I looked to see what was going on on Twitter. And there was a debate going on. Connor Dunning from ninety two ninety ESPN brought it up in the nineteen ninety five Oscars, right? Shawshank Redemption, I regard as possibly the best movie ever. So does IMDB. They got it ranked as number one. That year, it not only did not win Best Movie, it lost to Forrest Gump, but Morgan Freeman lost to Tom Hanks. Now, obviously, we know that's a great movie, and Tom Hanks is a great actor, but, man, I feel like Morgan Freeman and Shawshank Redemption were robbed. I don't know if John John's seen that. That is 1995. He is 1996 product. I hope he has still seen it somewhere along the way. Oh, yeah, I've seen it. I've seen it. So, mine is... I just want to remind you guys that the Bears traded three picks to move up one spot to draft Mitch Trubisky over Mahomes. Patty Mahomes. Just, just keep that in mind. Hey, but how many tight ends do they got? Ten, baby. Ten, ten. baby. Ten. Um, 
And then the second thing is shout out to Jorge Masvidal for just stepping in and taking a fight, saying, I'm ready. Like, let me go, Dana. Like, let's do this. Do work. Um, well, boys, it's been a, been a great episode. John, man, I appreciate you being on. Like I said, I wish you the best of luck. Um, you know, if there's anything we can do for you, plug or promote, uh, keep us posted. I know that we'll be on the lookout for you. Hopefully we'll get to see you on TV doing your thing uh, very soon. So for In Off the Bench, I'm Daniel Ball, Randy Jowers, Jim Cross. We are 